Hello, my name is Eva and I love to read, especially this book, Miss Miller's Feeling for Snow, or as it was published in the US, Miss Miller's Sense of Snow. Before we get into it, just a few housekeeping notes. From now on, and at least until the new year, new podcast episodes will be published every other week. So next episode will be in a fortnight. But back to the book. This book, written by the Danish author Peter Hu, was published in 1992 and quickly became an international bestseller, spending over 20 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. It was translated into 17 languages and adapted to the silver screen in 1997, starring Julia Ormond. The novel tells the story of the lonely Smilla Jaspersen, who lives in an apartment building in Copenhagen, the capital city of Denmark. Smilla is half Inuit from Greenland and half Danish, and spent her childhood in Greenland, but moved to Denmark to pursue a career and is at the start of the story a recognised expert on snow and ice. Despite her achievements, though, Smiller finds it so difficult to reconcile her Inuit culture with the Danish one, with Inuit people and people from Greenland encountering all manner of subtle suppositions from Danes who see people from Greenland as being odd, weird, different, Others, despite the fact that Denmark and Greenland are formerly one country. Smiller's feelings of being an outsider causes her to befriend her neighbour's young son, Isaiah, who is also from Greenland. The book starts as Isaiah unexpectedly dies, and his death is officially ruled an accident with the explanation that he must have fallen off the flat roof of the apartment building. The evidence for this is Isaiah's footprints in the snow on the roof. Yet Smilla's childhood in Greenland gave her a unique sense and feeling for snow, and not least for the connection between snow and human behaviour in the snow. And Isaiah's footprints tell Smilla that Isaiah was not playing around in the snow, as the Danish police maintain. The pattern of footprints in the snow suggests to Smiller that rather than playing in the snow, Isaiah was run to death in the soft powder of the snow on the rooftop. But by whom or why, she does not know. The story then unfolds as Smiller's grief for the loss of her one friend causes her to question the death of this young boy. But when asked to provide evidence for why she does not think it was an accident, all Smiller can reply is that she can read snow. Or, to put it in her own words, reading snow is like listening to music. To describe what you've read is like explaining music in writing. Smiller proves herself to be capable stubborn and highly intelligent when it comes to the art of detection. But her search for answers is met with a great deal of hostility by the authorities. 
she does uncover bits of Isaiah's past, which reveal secret payments made out to his alcoholic mother from a company with ties to a mining expedition to the glaciers of Greenland 30 years in the past, where several members of the expedition ended up dead. Though the reason for the expedition was never revealed, and Smiller can find no answer for that. In trying to unravel this mystery, Smiller comes in contact with the other characters of the book, including Peter, a neighbour with whom she bonds and very hesitantly starts a romantic relationship with. The ever-growing mystery finally leads Smiller back home to Greenland, where a loss a betrayal and a shocking revelation leads her to uncover a conspiracy of limitless greed which is directly linked to Isaiah's death. The novel ends in a bone-chilling finale where the reader is, just like Smiller and the antagonist, left with horror blowing wildly in the wind amidst the snowy landscape of Greenland. The novel has the skeletal frame of a crime mystery, but the meat of the story is an introspective study of the themes of longing and belonging. Smiller has a conflicted relationship to the Danish part of her ancestry, just as Denmark expresses a very ambivalent stance to their far-from-resolved colonial past, their colonisation of Greenland. The book asks the question, how can Smiller find a sense of belonging when one part of her struggles with the other part? Smiller's academic achievements mark her out amongst several acquaintances from Greenland who have not managed to become or to belong to the middle classes of Denmark. But there is something of an irony in Smiller's expertise on snow for Denmark enjoys the mildest winters of all Nordic countries, so the knowledge of snow and ice is simply less valued there than it would be in Greenland. With the fear, just as Miller faces problems with belonging, she also has a fear of being dependent. Or, as Smiller herself says, I no longer fall in love, just as I no longer get the mumps. Love, then, is in the eyes of several characters in the book, seen as either a fearful creature, an untamed beast, or a tool with which to deceive. The novel also poses the question of how we, as humans, deal with longing. Smiller longs for the large open spaces that nature encompasses in Greenland, yet wild, untamed nature like that seems not to be valued in the urban spaces of Copenhagen, where nature is small and contained. So in the book, longing and belonging play out on a geographical, cultural and intrapersonal level, and the story is a study of the consequences of belonging in all its manifestations, from voluntary love to involuntary colonisation. The novel has been mentioned as a starting point for the global appreciation for Nordic noir, a genre where plain language and bleak landscapes set the scene for dire mysteries. 
I would argue, though, that this novel is, at best, Nordic noir adjacent, for the language, while not flowery, is filled with far more metaphors than in the usual Nordic noir. And the landscape, particularly in the latter half of the book, is the wild, beautiful, forceful nature of Greenland. Unlike an English country house murder mystery, there is not a horde of suspects gathering around or numerous eccentric characters mingling about. There are few characters, and it is a strictly character-driven story, simply immersed in a fast-paced murder mystery. As mentioned, this book was very well received by book readers and also received great acclaim from critics who pointed at the freshness of the plot and the portrayal of Smilla not least as a fully formed woman of definite strengths and definite weaknesses, a force of nature in her own right. Book readers loved the language which is beautiful and fluid with lots of understated humour piercing sarcasm at times, and small, heartbreaking renderings which pop up when you least expect it. If you have only seen the film version of this story, you are missing out on so many thought-provoking chapters which would be impossible to adapt to the screen. This book was written for the reader who likes to close their eyes and imagine themselves standing right there, right there, in a landscape which you would otherwise never get to see. I would highly recommend that you read this enthralling novel for Miss Miller's Feeling for Snow by Peter Hu is a magnificent book. I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please leave a like wherever you get your podcasts or recommend the podcast to a friend. Until next time, I have been Eva and thanks so much for listening.